Everybody, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. It's the last show of 2021. It's episode 657. I'm Sebastian Peake. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Brett Van Sprunberg. And it's December 22 as we record this live on the internet. And you can find out when we record things like this or do stuff by signing up at pcper.com slash subscribe, and you'll be notified before we go live, like the email that I got about an hour ago saying that we were having a podcast tonight. And you can support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash pcper. I've been uh, providing the patrons with uh, special oh. posts that only patrons don't, can see. Don't undersell it. It's They're delicious extras. I, I uploaded an unboxing video today. Just mm-hmm. for patrons. I might eventually release it to YouTube, but this is the kind of stuff where, you know, you just never know what you're going to see. But but this week in Patreon, Patreon, yeah. sorry. Uh, this week in cookie, Patreon. Cookie joined. Yes. I sent Cookie yep. a message thanking them and uh, making sure they understood what they were doing. Like, you do realize what you're supporting, right? Just to, just in case. It was a mistake. Yeah, if Josh is muted they... this time, he can actually make his comment. No. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Mute? no. Yeah. We nope. accept all yeah. cookies? No, so you're not muted, Josh. Accept oh, all cookies. Ooh. Yeah, make sure to. Nice accept. one, we, Jeremy. We did. I hit accept. No, you did it. that last time. He was just his microphone failed him. Oh. And then thanks yeah. for the bump, White Zero and Sir Bogative. Uh, there's no yes. burger from Josh, right? Because of the. Situation. No, I was off today, and I I totally spaced that uh, I could have had a burger, and it was Wednesday, just because I got back from Texas yesterday. I have today and tomorrow off, and Friday, because. You know, Christmas is on Saturday, so they give us an extra day off, and mm-hmm. they did it on Friday. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I am I got confused about what day it was, and so I just got Jimmy John's. Oh, what'd you have? Oh, okay. Uh, JJBLT with extra mayo, extra uh, bacon, and uh, peppers. Extra spicy peppers. Wow. The yellow ones? Extra mayo? No, the red, yellow, oh, and okay. the ones. But oh, right, right. Like bell quite, peppers. Quite tasty, that, that combination. I'm, I'm amazed at what mayo is to Americans. Oh, it's It's, it's great. throat lubricant. It's it's literally throat lubricant. Hey, oh, over you're there? the people who, yeah. who, who, who originally put it on hamburgers, so shut it. Well, true. Yeah. It was the Dutch that did it on the fries, though, so don't blame us for that. Yeah. Well. All right. Let's... Let's move in to the news immediately. There was something interesting uh, reported by videocards.com. Alder Lake S. Now, that's not interesting in and of itself because it's already out. But the non-K parts are coming. And the 65-watt parts, all the Alder Lake S stuff, apparently has been leaked by Best Buy. I don't think they did this intentionally. And if we go down, you can see the screenshot here. Not everything is populated. Of course, all of these are sold out. I'll just scroll down to the video cards chart and you or the table here. You can see, of course, we know about the 12900K. Best Buy has it listed at $619.99. But other parts such as the, let's see, Core i5-12600, $239.99. What's in the budget segment? The i3-12... 100 hundred will be one thirty nine ninety nine apparently, and the twelve one hundred F will be only one oh nine ninety nine. And you have a couple of Pentiums here. These are four tooth core four thread parts at fifty nine and seventy nine bucks. So, I mean, this none of this is 
especially interesting because we have the full product roadmap eventually every generation, but it is, these are pretty affordable prices, obviously. And some of these have graphics, which is a plus. No efficiency cores. Prices are good. Yeah, that's interesting. Good point, Josh. I'm looking down this list. You're right. It shows six performance, zero efficiency. Four performance, zero Mm -hmm. efficiency. So. Uh, Windows 10 approves. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Anything with anti-cheat software approves. Right. There you go. It's the sort of conventional. They opened a can of worms, but it wasn't uh, exactly a can that had been unopened before. Yeah. Just a bigger can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are you going to pair your inexpensive 12th gen processor with? Because obviously 12th gen supports DDR5 and DDR4. So are you going to buy a $129 processor and then spend $700 on some RAM for it? Hmm. And you're hey, maybe just go on the new egg shuffle and yeah. get your <laughs> RAM and a motherboard together for that $130 processor. Go to the, the FPS review. Not just FPS review. The FPS review. If you want to read a story about DDR5 versus uh, DDR4 again, and it's kind of self-explanatory, is it worth yep. the price? Yep. And, of course, the answer is no. Not really, no. <laughs> this line is all you need to know. The performance delta between DDR4-3600 and DDR5-5200 is marginal at best, while the price is anything but. Not that you can't find some synthetic benchmark that'll say otherwise, but still. In real-world performance especially in gaming you're not going to see much of a difference <sighs> no hey but there, one of the nice things the fps review did was throw on a couple of the interesting things about ddr5 on their front page oh so okay. it's, it's not just about the frequency there are there's some new stuff that you used to pay extra for for special ram and now you just pay extra for normal ram but it has the extra stuff in it right which is nice i guess yeah, like the, the kind of special stuff that's in such short supply you can't buy it at all. That? <laughs> that's, that's everything right now. Yeah. There was there was another link on there that talked about, like, I think the DDR4 uh, sweet spot. Uh, was it 4600 or something? Hmm. Really good timings on that one. That was the, uh, do you even need uh, oh, the yeah, one yeah. previous? Yeah, yeah, that one. That link was actually yeah. first. I skipped over it. Uh, do you even need DDR5? This is uh, over at Tech Power Up. And we kind of talked about this. A couple weeks last ago, week, some super yeah, we fast yeah. DDR4 that's out there, yeah, with ridiculously tight timings. And yeah. guess what? About the same, yeah. This is that Neo Forza <laughs> brand again. This is 4600 yeah. DDR4 with 192646 timings, yeah. I think it was on sale for about 225 or something, okay. which is like period is a good deal. Like, freaking underclock the hell out of it and tighten the timings up if you're an AMD. Voltage is high. You, you oh, need well, a motherboard that's going to support 1.5 volts 24-7 on your DDR4. Boy, that's yeah, that's not going to last very long. Hmm. <laughs> it's hmm. DDR4 4600. It's, it's not going to last. <laughs> it, well, as Jeremy last... was saying, you could under, underclock it. You might be able to undervolt it as well and tighten the timings, but, you know, we don't know. Look, at, at DDR5 prices, just buy like five or six kits of this, and if it dies, just throw another one in. The the point is, as Al just says in the in the chat here, DDR four is cheap and it's uh, the right time to buy, if if you can get the board and everything that you want together. It's DDR four. It's is mature right and cheap. Yes. Yeah, yeah two hundred nine right on Newegg. Wow! Wow! Good good price. Cast nineteen. Yeah, I'm impressed they're getting that 
out of Hynix, usually high frequency, very low latency is what you'd expect from like Samsung B die, but they're throwing a lot of. Well, I mean, they, if they buy enough of those, you know, chips, they they can obviously bend them, and then yep. yeah, applying 1.5 volts to DDR4 wow. is is yeah a lot of fun. Let's move on to something you can actually use that memory for, and it would be okay. We talked we talked about Final Fantasy VII remake last week, or I, I did. Not only is it a year and a half old at this point, or well, going on two years, but it's of course exclusive to the Epic Game Store, and they're taking advantage of it because they're charging seventy dollars for the base game, and it's a pretty bare bones port. I've seen nothing but complaining about this since the game launched last week. Uh, here's the article at PC Gamer, which is, after a year and a half wait, PC players get no graphics options and widely reported stuttering in an overpriced package. Now, technically, you have some graphics options. Here's a screenshot of the graphics settings page. You can change uh, frame rate target to from 30, 60, 90, and 120 but you cannot alter the fact that it uses display scaling. So even if you choose your screen resolution, it will still down res as needed. Even if you have a powerful graphics card, it's, it'd be nice to be able to lock it at a resolution, lock it at a frame rate. Uh, V-Sync obviously cannot be turned off. It only runs in like a borderless mode. There's no ex- like exclusive full screen mode, and there's no way to adjust things like anti-aliasing and or anything else. There are as many or more HDR options as graphics options, and the only texture and shadow options are low and high. So, it's a bare bones port, and on top of that, there's stuttering issues, and I think it's because of the way that it's trying to manage frame rate between display resolution scaling and uh, hitting those frame targets. So it's it sucks. I mean, the, the game is still good. Uh, I only played it long enough to load it up and get to the setting screen to see what was going on. And then there's a bunch of like mods already in the works or out there. So I pulled up this one article from WCCF Tech. There's a new 8K video with the game running with Beyond All Limits Ray Tracing dynamic resolution disabled and more so there are already ways to turn off things and enable things and make the game look a lot better I hope they update it and the official game actually offers some more settings because that was not everybody has a PS4 or PS5 so at least you can play the game this way although it is too expensive you'd think that a game like this would be 40 or 50 at the absolute most if you're charging seventy, but you still bought it, right? Well, I mean, you had to. Yeah, uh, you could just see yeah. it in his face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's overpriced, but there's no other way to get it, and I wanted to test it. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, wow, it really doesn't have anything. Like, it, you can't really benchmark it if you can't turn off VSync. You can't benchmark it if oh, you don't right. know what kind of display scaling it's doing. Like, it's just. And there's no built-in benchmark or anything, so I would just be mindless. So was the original the PC version of Final Fantasy VII, was that the one that's like 98, 99? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, I remember people making drugs. a big deal about that, and I didn't care. Yeah. Hmm. Early 3D 
it could run on uh, Voodoo and like early like ATI Rage, I think, was supported. Maybe NVIDIA 256. I don't know exactly what the, the system requirements were, mm. but it ran in 3D accelerated mode or software rendered mode. And it had its own problems, but yeah. And it's also quite difficult to get to run on modern computers. Mm. Yeah. Unless you have the standard version. <sighs> okay. And besides, uh, who kept those 18 DVDs or whatever it was back then? Yeah, I don't know how many CDs it is. It like was ridiculous. Six? It was like six. Yeah. Was it was only it? six? I remember it being more. It's yeah, like Baldur's Gate was six. Five or six. Uh, Unreal Tournament 2K4 was about six. Hmm. Or was that? No, that was Unreal Tournament 2000, wasn't it? I don't know. Maybe. Came in the pullout sleeve. I'd have to take a look. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just Josh have it within arm's reach. That's always the, the ploy. I, I do, but it's buried behind uh, some other stuff. So you I'll, might have to dangerously clean something. So you don't want to go. I don't there. want to do that. I, have you seen my room? I can't clean this. I'll never find anything again. Microsoft, they're playing games again. Uh, control good panel, or bad? Shuffle. Oh, continues on Windows 11. This is interesting. Uh, you know, you'd think once you know a Windows version that you could be tech support for your friends and family. Just off the top of your head, you could tell them, okay, click on this, then click on that. It'll be the third option down. Now, things within the control channel are, or control panel are moving. Isn't that nice? Within the same version of Windows, of course. It was this like is... when Windows 10 came out that there were two ways mm -hmm. to get to everything. And some of the right. old ways would kind of work, and then they wouldn't, and then you had to try to do the new. But... If you dug deeper down in the new way of getting stuff, you got back to the old. Yes. Makes sense, doesn't it? So apparently they're upset that we were able to do that. And so now that they're, they're <laughs> permanently moving certain things into the new apps and settings setting section, and the control panel one is probably going away. Uh, I suspect that uh, if you're familiar with add and remove programs, you'll still be able to add in a Windows feature to bring some of them back. At least I hope so. Because some of the crap is like network and sharing. Where it's like, yeah, I can't see any of my other computers. Okay, well, you need to go to network discovery. Where's that? Well, uh, right click on your the, the icon that looks like a, a, a computer being plugged into something or your Wi-Fi and hit open settings and then click on advanced setting oh no no it's not there anymore none of none of what i'm describing exists anymore on the new version you you have to go into the settings app and then then there's another network settings and and then from there it's like i i can't find my other computer and then you click on that and it'll take you where you want to go because this is a step forward speaking of steps forward or rather a step back i'll just do this quickly because somebody in the chat was asking about this we didn't talk about the rtx 2050 yet yes 2050 mm. not, not 3050 2050 in in notebooks so yeah it this is a report about uh nvidia may Empire. announce new gpus at cp ces some of which we already know but according to a press release from nvidia itself quoting the article here company plans to take the wraps off of several affordable mobile options, including RTX 2050. 
Is Andy now, is here? this a new chip, or is it just that they found a bunch of GA107s lying around, and they're like, you screw it, just throw them in something? Because in theory, it might be ridiculously overclockable. <laughs> if it's be, a yeah. really good yeah. GA107. <laughs> no, I don't... Uh, memory... This is like, it looks like the write up here says the memory's the, the issue. Four gig of fourteen gigabit per second GDR. Oh, on a good. Sixty-four on a 64 bit bus. bus. Yeah. Oh. I think my phone does better than that. Oh, You're, you could be right about that. Yeah, Sixty-four bit, man. Jeez, that's that has to be a typo. Nah, no, it's just that it. we're that desperate. It's strangled. Tencent's realized we're that desperate for GPU. Well, they don't it want mines for crap. It'll be in stock. It's, <laughs> it's, they don't want you to get more out of it. I mean, it's it's a non-represented skew in terms of prices. So, you know, it's it's going to be slightly better than uh, integrated graphics from AMD oh. and Intel. And yeah, that's <laughs> and more readily available. It's it's yeah. yeah. I don't it's, know. It's the well, new yes, Razor four gig, but it'll also have another eight gig shared yeah, uh, on the laptop. It's not like you're so, going to run out of yeah. memory. It's just going to get really, really slow. <laughs> if you're running, yeah. What would be the difference? Practically more than like 1080 medium. Hmm. So, Depends on what, and uh, that's Excel 1080p medium. Yeah, that's probably the laptop it's being targeted. Hey, people at. play Excel competitively, Jeremy. <laughs> Competitive Excel. It's an esport now. <laughs> it was in my news feed few weeks ago let's pause here to hear from our podcast sponsor this week supercharge your team with the power of text expander your team can do more with the same resources less repetition fewer errors and greater communication consistency we'll have your team feeling like they've hopped off a bicycle and into a ferrari and ferraris are pretty good keep your team consistent accurate and current especially consider those members working your customer service and how their performance affects your brand Work faster and smarter using Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type. Share your text and images with the whole staff to keep them on track, making sure everyone can share the same message and give the same answers to all customer questions. Create powerful snippets to save you time so that all you do is type a short abbreviation and Text Expander does the rest of the typing for you. Share the snippets of messaging, signatures, images, and descriptions with everyone that works on projects with you. Keep your whole team communicating efficiently with consistent language. Text Expander is available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. Show listeners can get 20% off your first year. So visit textexpander.com podcast to learn more about text expander that's textexpander.com slash podcast all right jeremy are you going to tell us about another depressing security oh, vulnerability now freaking yeah. hell I, I did here i'll just ruin it by the, the good news is that so far we don't have any evidence of this being exploited so the bad news is that this is literally uh calling on the ability or, or sorry the, the necessity of a wi-fi chip and a bluetooth chip existing on the same uh, SOC to be able to directly t- control each other without talking to your OS. So they're, they're not making sure that they're not uh, interfering with each other as they're both active and both more or less transmitting on the same spectrum. So they've got a direct hardware interface. Well, as it turns out, back in 2019, it was pointed out to a variety of vendors, including Broadcom, that um, there's actually a way that if you can get a hold of either a bit of the Bluetooth or a bit of the Wi-Fi, you can then use them to pass back and forth uh, system commands that your operating system and any program you're running 
is completely and totally unaware of to sniff out, uh, you know, say if you've got the, the Bluetooth to, uh, if you've gone in through Wi-Fi because, you know, you were in a public place and you connected and next thing you know, oh, look, there was this uh, vulnerability on that particular Broadcom Wi-Fi that, oh, we've just injected into it. So now that Bluetooth keyboard you've got, it's just key logging everything you did. Or conversely, you know, you don't clean up your Bluetooth pairings all the time. And so you got a few of them left and someone's out there going, oh, sh- I know a way to get at these and I'm just going to impersonate this type of device. And you've got an old pairing of uh, a device that was very similar. So now they've got the Bluetooth and they can go and inquire into the Wi-Fi as to every time it tries to reconnect something. Oh, what's that password that you're sending that SSID? And because it's literally baked onto the chip and a necessity for them to be able to function together, yeah, I, I don't see this being fixed. And since it's still effective on Broadcom chips to today, I, I don't think that a lot of other people do. And you add an LTE and 5G in there, and for about 50 bucks, you can impersonate a cell tower very easily <laughs> and immediately get leverage into that chunk of the SOC. So, that yeah, it's, exciting. it's lovely because this is, this is 2021, everyone. Don't hope next year is going to be better. Josh, you have a friend. It, it's not going to be better. And yes, that was Willow checking out if there was a cat here. And there was luckily not a cat. Otherwise, it would have been fur flying and uh, a lot of excitement on my end. Rainy's still hiding in the basement? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see a cat. I mean, she comes up every once in a while, but only only when she knows the coast is clear. No, she ain't dumb. Yeah, she ain't dumb. Hey, speaking of speaking of dumb. Oh yeah, speaking of dumb. I I, I don't I, want this. Um, dumb, 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 dumb. Wait, it's not. Dumb, it's, dumb, it's not the SSD, the audio file SSD. It is. It is, yeah. it is man. Yes. It is. Over Just at audio file, over at audio file style, which is some kind of online magazine or something, that's covered in ads. We have an. A post from Dark Force, almost a year in the making, the world's only NVMe M.2 SSD. They didn't even, it's not M.2, they forgot the dot. Designed for audiophiles and music lovers. They designed it from the ground up. Yay. They have, listen to this, you've never heard of this before. Can you imagine, they've used 3D NAND with pseudo SLC cache. Ooh. Amazing. Now. Wow. To their credit, they are using 200% more PCB copper isolation. Mil-spec PCB stiffness. Ooh. Other things. Wow. They've added stuff to the board. Look at this. They've they've put... Glued on, or I mean, definitely attached. (laughs) It looks like a regular SSD, and then they've added a couple of capacitors and an external power input that's just one of those barrel connectors. Yeah, I see it. On an M.2 SSD, no less. Excuse me a moment. There's a knock. Which is going to pull 10 watts max. Yeah. And I mean, adding external power will definitely not add any sort of interference whatsoever to this thing. (sighs) I'm a little worried because you've got all that extra um, grind grounding surface, but there's a DC in five volt right up on top. Yeah, I was going to say, five volt, is that... I thought I thought most everything on the motherboard was twelve volt. 
I, I can't they don't know the that. Uh, don't knows? confuse them, Josh. Yeah. Hey, uh, there is know. a five volt line that goes to, you know, drives, SSDs and such, but not you know, there might be a five volts on that on that pin set. What's but funny? only when they're supposed to. <laughs> What's funny is this is not anything new. Uh, I don't know if it was Jeremy or yeah, that like would have been three hundred dollar Denon. Um, and and uh, Josh, I really appreciate your cable. quote. Sorry, Josh. Go oh, ahead. That was also yeah. beautiful. But Josh, yeah. your, your your quote uh, is actually the title of my article yeah. from uh, back in the heady days of uh, twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. So if you think this is bad, no. Uh, may I quote? Anecdotal murmurings and some limited firsthand experience suggest that digital music. Files can sound different when played from different computer media sources. Take the simple playback of a stereo audio file or such music played by a computer's internal hard disk drive, a network attached storage or the local home network. So if you click through all the way past the register to this, what they have done in this wonderful review that has never yet been equaled is compare the audio quality difference of the QNAP TS439 Pro and the QNAP TS419P Plus, but not just two different NASes. They installed different hard drives and even an SSD. I'm not shooting this. This article just goes on and on. It is a work of utter brilliance. The Kingston SSD stood apart from the disk drives for its mostly good yet quite alien character. Drive 4 made itself (laughs) known for entirely the wrong reasons. This Corsair drive and other SSD conspicuously highlighted vocal sibilance and had a hard, relentless quality that was impossible to miss. Strangely, it also (laughs) robbed the music of a pace. It was at least it was the least engaging on an emotional level, thanks to an enveloping tunelessness that appeared to carve up a song like an MP3 rip. You you really need to read this thing. It is utterly the peak audiophile, except for some other things such as the monster cable. It to this day is still just beautiful. Now you know if if a hard drive in terms of power was a bad citizen of your computer case and you actually get, you know, some beaks and dips and noise and going through there that, that is not adequately filtered out on your equipment, then sure. In theory that could make a difference, but that's, that's just electrical interference and not how good my data sounds. How good my data sounds. (laughs) But no, that would be perfectly cromulent in this uh, particular discussion. Yeah. Well, guys, it is 8.40, and I have to be somewhere in five minutes. So I apologize. Thanks for sticking with me. I, 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 I didn't know. I thought, I thought today was yeah. off. My no problem, Josh. Thanks for joining us. Have fun handling yeah, I cable. I hope I added at least something other than shininess. Absolutely, Josh. We'll see you in 22. All right. You guys have Bye. a good New Year. Merry Sorry, Christmas. Yeah, Merry New Year. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas this year. Good night, See guys. Good night. Good night. And Josh leaves us with this. That's <laughs> beautiful. That's his, his last pose of the year. <sighs> Follow him on Twitter for more. I'm sure he'll be tweeting throughout the holidays. But we have to carry on. I the We will. That whole storage thing, though, it's... 
it's I'm just kind of I have nothing to say uh, except that people actually pay for better network cables specifically for audio. So if they're yeah. willing to do that, then of course the storage actually makes more sense than that. Hey, you know there was a the only thing that makes sense are gold plated connectors because at least they don't rust, they don't yes. wear out. Yeah, they don't corrode as that, as fast. That almost fast. makes sense. Yeah, I've there, had silver ones a, that corroded a lot. Ahead. So sorry. Oh, Brett. no, no, good. Um, Disc, uh, Discord. We had a question actually that was to us to talk about an audio themed podcast about what we're doing with our PCs. And how we might have set up our audio for like non-headphone game playing or, or or music playback and stuff like that. So there was a question as to whether or not we'd ever do a theme theme podcast on doing audio with PCs like um, desktop speakers or like external DACs and stuff like that. Yeah, we should do something like that at some point. Just a, yeah, a little that would be fun informative video. One of the things I found interesting about that question, one of the sort of suggestions was about you know, front panel versus rear panel audio. I remember reading that. And yeah. I thought immediately, there have been motherboards recently that have actually separate DACs for front panel versus rear panel. Oh, really? I which don't are doing that. that. No. Which which boards are doing that? Oh, quite a few. I've reviewed one at least, I think, that had that, where the back is just the built-in, like, Realtek uh, whatever. And then the mm-hmm. front gets its own ESS Sabre DAC and the idea is that you're plugging your headphones into the front. That makes sense. So you get better op amps, like better um, headphone support mm-hmm. through the front. So yeah, and then it comes down to shielding. Like if you're having issues with front panel audio, well, usually there it depends on the case. If your case is using just really That's crappy right. That's right. cables that are wrapped up with your power cables and other stuff. Maybe there's some kind of interference happening there. So sometimes you can get crosstalk on that. Yes, because that's al- that's analog yeah. at that point. It is so, and I mean the case manufacturers definitely put all of the money into developing that front panel audio connector and making sure that it's going to make it to the ass end in your codec perfectly. Did you ever own one of the ones with a vacuum tube in it? No, no. The motherboard. Do you remember the tube built there in? There was a yeah. There was yeah. a brief really? moment. Yeah. But you don't see that. There it is. Ah, yeah, yeah. That was the one. That was gorgeous. Threw that one in there. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, nothing. No. Yeah. It's not like valves don't get hot enough as it is. Just put them next to your graphics card. And how many of these tubes nowadays that you can actually still get are are all Russian, very high quality Russian tubes? Oh, they're still Russian. They've always yes. been Russian. Insult the tube tube rolling community, Brett. There are people who are very (laughs) into tube rolling. Yeah, there are. Okay. There's a lot of combinations. And I, I'm a valve. It's the same people fan. who build a keyboard out of like the tiniest little components. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> His latest project is like even more terrifying than normal. <laughs> What's oh, he up to now? Oh, it's uh, it, the most complex uh, build of a keyboard he's done. It, it, it's just ridiculous. I don't actually read the whole thing. I just sort of see it and I look at a couple of pictures just to make sure that he's still going even more eccentric. Reading the non-complex ones leaves me dizzy. Yeah. So I can't imagine. Here's something that is not complex. I was I don't know how I saw this. Somebody retweeted it or something. Earlier I saw from Yule Beast Designs on Twitter. At Yule underscore Beast. Yule's spelled Y-U-E-L. 
the massive radius bends. It's yeah, it's just oh, two. Okay, yeah. There they are. Pieces of metal that have been bent and they're sitting kind of side by side in opposite directions. It's the most simplistic case yeah, design I've ever seen. But obviously if you throw a bunch of EK water blocks and really nice cable management, it looks fantastic, but uh yeah, that that kind of does. It it's just beautiful. I would love this on the desktop just to you know show off. It looks like it takes a I guess that's a full-size power supply. Yeah, compared to the GP, it looks like a full ATX power yeah, supply. Yeah, it's probably a short routing. It's still a full-size. Yeah. That routing, that wire routing is just fantastic. Yeah. Let me see the it's other side. It's totally not a render. This is definitely how it happened. Yeah. Mm, well. No, look at the curve. I know. They the had another post up. about uh, what they well, did. maybe. Here it is. We see, now that looks real. They said they sketched the design out in 2019. They only recently revisited it, and they made a massive custom punch and die to form the four-inch radius bends. It's hard to describe what this looks like. It's it's two pieces of metal, and they are yeah, kind it's of a opposite pair of an abbreviated J's. Yeah, that are exactly. sort of back. Yes. Yeah, Siamese and back to back. So, no, it's not on the market. No idea how much the price is. I just saw it today and thought that is pretty. Interesting. If it's really heavy, it might almost be kid-proof. Hmm. Yeah, the metal looks thick. Like, to a bit. Now, now for the audio listeners, where did we go to see this? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Just Twitter. Twitter. You will, okay. you will yeah. Beast's designs. But I, I want heat tubes in that. Oh, okay. In the so you, you want it to be a fanless, friendly... No, nah, I just, just... They're not even connected to anything. I just want them to say that it's got super pipes. <laughs> Super like hot pipes. rods, like put the like the exhaust on the there you go. to the side <laughs> exhaust pipes. All right, uh, quick hits games. This is uh, Halo Infinite benchmark test and performance review at Tech Power Up. They're using a fifty eight hundred X. I approve. I used one of those for a long time for game testing. Uh, well, I okay now I disapprove. Well, I guess so. Okay, they have their Infinity Fabric running at two thousand megahertz. Eh, so they're hmm. running 4,000 megahertz. Yeah. Oh, I still haven't tried that. I'm kind of curious to see what happens. 4,000 4, megatransfers. Cas 19. And, okay. So graphics memory usage. Now, allocation versus usage is a somewhat controversial topic, but I will accept that this is actual usage. At 4K... The 6900 XT is using 9 gigabytes, and a 3090 is using just under 8. Again, interesting allocation versus actual usage. Uh, Halo Infinite GPU performance, 1080 max. Uh, there's not really a control here. The, the bottom of the barrel is, of course, the 5500 XT 4 gigabyte, which is producing 19 frames per second. Yeah, Move. but the most popular card ever, the 1066, uh, and what I'm saying is the 1066 right, gigabyte. Right, right. 26.5. Yeah, so, not so, stellar. No. And th- we're, we're talking 1080 max. So this is not, we're not talking 4K here. If you had a 10, if you had a GTX 1080, 8 gigabyte card, you're only getting 40 frames per second on average at 1080 max. So this is a pretty demanding game. A 1080 Ti. Is yeah, still that's well the below one. 60 or 47.3. That's interesting. It's a below 50 FPS on a 1080 Ti. At yeah. 1080, the 1080p um, people. 
But, 30, an RTX 3060, which you wouldn't think is really that much faster than a 1080 Ti, manages 60 frames per sec. Like, I'm going to go on a limb here and suggest that Halo isn't necessarily making this for future graphics cards and just didn't really port it well. Are you questioning their optimization? I, I might indeed be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the hallway sections where, I mean, seriously, what the hell are you showing? So where would you, where would you, at the current optimization level, where would you peg the minimum for legitimate play at 1080p on this? Holy crap. I should get it. My 6,800 XT is going to kick ass. <laughs> I'm, I feel like uh, 60 is what we're actually going for. Right. So I guess so we're looking at, but I mean, you can't buy 30, and that's which, anyway. And a 2070, 2078 gig is in there, in there too, with a 3060. This game seems to 5, favor AMD. Because if you have a 5700 XT, you're getting 50 or 63.8 on average. And even now, the low of other 6600. Yeah. So there's something going on here. Driver optimization obviously plays a role here. Clearly. Clearly. And I AMD. remember your tests originally showed a 5700 XT was, was quite similar to a 1080 Ti. So I'm a little bit surprised uh, by that. Generally speaking, yeah. Across the board, yeah. DirectX 11 anyway, or DirectX 12. Yeah. It's like basic... Um, raster games they're about the same but yeah here we had seen uh there was an article i think last week or the week before we talked about amd driver update that gave like a 16 to 18 percent performance boost in this game so clearly they have done something we've seen titles like this before like dirt 5 where amd graphics cards just have a huge advantage um at 1440 uh max details uh let's see the 60 600 is at 46.6, 5700 XT is at 49.4. If you get, uh, let's see, where is the 3060? Only at 44.8. The first card that hits 60 is an RTX 3070. So and let's just talk, let's, let's see, 4K. What's the first card that gets you to 60 frames per second at 4K? The 60. I'm telling you, my 6800 XT is kicking ass. Yeah. You can tell the optimization because the 6800 XT is beating an RTX 3090. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good for Team Red. Yeah. Good it's, for them. Uh, it's, it seems odd. It almost looks like there's something wrong with the testing, but it, I'm telling, like, the, the performance boost that AMD is getting just with their last two driver updates is pretty significant in that game. Yep. Uh, well,. Intel gets an operating system. AMD gets a franchise for frat boys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I like Halo. <laughs> you do? I do. I played yep. one of them and then tried to play a second one. And I was literally like, holy shit, this is the same corridor I got sick of in the last game. <laughs> and stopped playing. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Well, if you're tired of the old, how about something new? A new game engine. <clears throat> Infusion from Bohemia Interactive. Yeah. What's next gen this about is this? Actually impre- and they're doing it cross-platform. Good. So they're, they're swearing it's going to work on uh, PlayStation and Xbox, which is weird because I don't really want to try and give Compass Radiance to a, a PlayStation player. I mean, that might be slightly mean, but if, if, if you've played 
Arma 3, you kind of know what I mean here. Uh, but yeah, this, and for anyone hoping, no, this is not an Arma 4 announcement at all. Uh, it's just, they've got a new engine. It's, they sort of teased it in uh, DayZ. They did a little bit of the rendering and some variety of other things, but for anyone who like love Daisy or the Arma series, that means that yes, mods are still a huge priority. They realize that is part of their bread and butter along with, you know, getting the bullet fall over a long trajectory and how much penetration it still has through hard surfaces. Absolutely and totally correct. It's gorgeous. I mean, th- this is an engine known for bee shadows. They're, they're literally, if you're, on asphalt and there's bees flying around you you can see the shadows uh they do a a wonderful little zoom in from really far away and so you see how detailed they've still kept this engine it's gonna be interesting to see you know what this goes into because i'd I'd love to see this engine a little bit more broadly accepted it's usually when it comes out it is the crisis of the time Arma 3 absolutely crushed video cards for quite a while. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's also devoted to a whole bunch of people that really do like military role-playing to the point where, you know, if you're not following proper uh, coordinate uh, on map, well, you're going to be totally lost. And if you, if you don't know how to read a map with elevation lines, well, you're, you're going to end up in a hole and wonder how the hell you got there. But it, it's, it's really nice to see that they're still doing this and they're still getting the money to do it. And I really hope that it's going to get uh, a little more acceptance in a lot of games because you guys do a hell of a lot of work that some people ignore, but I'm one of the ones that uh, realizes suddenly I haven't replayed Arma three with my new video card. I need to do that. There are of course, sales going on right now. Steam has stuff. They keep on sending me emails. It looks like somebody linked to GOG doing the same thing. I hit this one because it was just, uh, you know, Bethesda made some great games. They did. In my opinion, they did. What I was impressed at is like, they took all the way back to Fallout. If you click on Fallout right there in the bottom right, scroll down, Fallout 2 or Fallout. What I was really impressed at is the people at GOG Wait for this to render. Uh, it's, are you okay with that? Okay. Look at what it's compatible with. This is impressive considering just how old this game is. Everything. Windows 7, 8, 10, and 11. The wizards work at GOG or whoever they have doing this is extremely impressive. So you can play all of Bethesda's probably pretty good back catalog for just a few dollars. It's going to get you an excellent amount of playtime and uh, really good gameplay um, out of some excellent old franchises if you're into it. And it's going to be compatible all the way up to Windows 11. If you just said that you could have installed original Fallout on Windows 11, I, I couldn't have imagined the amount of hacks and hand tooling that would have taken. And here they've got it down to just click install. And that's impressive on its own. But if you go back and look, there's plenty of other games um, that Beth- in Bethesda's catalog. This is catalog the Bethesda better. sale. It is, but there's more. But I just zeroed in on oh, this yeah. one because I was sort of impressed by it. And that Fallout version is apparently not the DOS version. It's the Windows version. Hmm. Uh, well, for obvious reasons. 
Yeah, somebody just commented that uh, $20. If you put $20 down on the counter at GOG, you could probably have a good time th- at least through 2022. <laughs> or no. Oh, easily. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, Endless Dungeon is, is essentially nothing right now. Uh, the Fallout series, before they became first-person shooters, because uh, I realized yes. that there are, there are audience members here that not they don't really understand why the Matrix has green text flowing. So I'm going to remind them that, you know, Fallout used to be a lot nastier than it was. And I believe that uh, GOG does the nasty uh, UK version of Fallout. Oh, well, they have all of also some of the Fallout extended editions, you know, yep. Ultimate, Goldmaster. Uh, tactics. With, yeah, they even have that one, which I didn't hear was very good. But um, it was you know, amusing. They they tend to kind of really pack the games full of all the available DLC for, you know, right now is a really good time to buy, you know, 10 bucks will get you some pretty good gameplay. If you've never played it cheaper than that, cheaper than that. uh, If you go to the Epic game store, they've made so much money on final fantasy seven. They can give away mutant year zero, mutant year zero road to Eden. Eden. I've played this. I like it. I like it. If you like XCOM, pick it up. If you like the XCOM style of combat, that's that's this, uh, but it's a little bit lighter fare. The story's not quite as long. Well, it's got the, a sale, few... the sale only lasts till tomorrow, so people are probably not going okay. to Yeah, good. probably not. But it's a good game. The, the graphics are very good. Uh, the storyline is pretty good. I, I think you, people could get a few hours of enjoyment out of that one, especially for free. I like how 75%... The Steam, of course, has a winter sale on right now. 75% of those titles... Out of the top 1,000. Work on Linux now. Yeah. So it's That's pretty impressive considering that, uh, say, about three years ago, the only thing they could do was scream and yell about how the, the Linux port didn't work as it should. Now we have Proton. On anything. And now, well, Proton and Steam's put some work into it. And mm-hmm. AMD has decided that... Uh, you know, maybe they're going to be a little bit more. They're, they're going to honor uh, what they were going to say that they did a couple of years back significantly more. NVIDIA is doing it as well. So, yeah, it's becoming a much more uh, embracing. Well, we've reached that time. I know Josh isn't here and he usually starts to segment off, but it's it doesn't feel like picks of the week without him. But we're going to carry on I know. anyway. Yeah. Jeremy, nope. you're the senior representative. Well, I mean, you were even when Josh was here, but. Well, you can go first. I yeah. If you if you want the thing that's most impacted me in my life for the last two weeks, yeah, that's my anti pick. Uh, but uh, so uh, my brother and a couple of other people that I know have realized that this is actually a good time to get into three D printing because you know what, three D printers are in stock. They don't actually suffer from a lot of the supply shortages that everything else seems to. Uh, a bunch of people are having uh, sales on. And so if, if this is the time where you're like, well, shit, I'm stuck inside. I can't do anything at all. I can't buy new computer equipment, but hey, 3D printers are on sale. Uh, OC Inside put out uh, an interesting little uh, 3D printer optimization guide. It's sort of targeted towards the printer that they played with, but Everything is applicable to anything else. So they go from 
my God, this printer is really freaking loud. I was like, yeah, your cooling fan is this annoying equivalent to an old Alpha 40. Noctua <laughs> sells fans that uh, fit into these, and they work significantly better and are whisper quiet. Uh, they talk about insulating your uh, heat bed, uh, even hooking things up to uh, Wi-Fi, as opposed to having to run a network cord from your router all the way around the corner and into the kitchen and into the place where you're allowed to play with your 3d printer. So it's, uh, it's not a bad guide for just sort of generally overall looking at the sort of things you can do, because if you end up in one of the forums, they, they can be a little bit, well, why haven't you already tried this or why haven't you done this? And like the answer is, well, I literally have no idea what I'm doing. This is a good place to start gives you a little bit of the references on the lingo on what it is that actually makes it better as opposed to what the guy is trying to upsell you for. And so, yeah, take a look at it. If uh, you're one of those people that's uh, getting or buying a 3d printer for someone this Christmas. Brett, your turn. Um, This time of year, I think a lot of people come out and they try and say, you know, this is an important part of uh, a, a, a like a nonprofit or organization or a, a you know a save the save the whales or you know keep dogs out of uh, uh, out of the pound you know adopt a pet kind of thing I have my own society that I would like to say please support them and it's near and dear to me and it is the manual gearbox preservation society please save the manuals people if we could just Pledge our support to the Manual Gearbox. That would be wonderful. Now, the Manual Gearbox Society does have a swag shop, and the second link that I put down there was for the swag shop. Wear your support for the Manual Gearbox out there, people. Show that you still will buy them and you love them. Thank you. Thank you for that, Brett. I just wish it didn't cost so much extra now. No, it's cheaper. Here's no, the Manual Gearbox... Uh, well, I, here's here's okay, a Brett. Uh, Brett lives yes. in the world of everything's a Volkswagen, so he actually does think that it's cheaper <laughs> to buy the car with the manual transmission. But often, the cars that are offered with a manual are like sportier cars that cost more. That money. is true. You're right. Well, about oh that. no, right I was that. more talking about the manual transmission option on general car. Like that's how I keep getting upsold. Uh, every t- or, or up rented, I guess. Every time I have to rent a car, oh, really? I check the box: manual transmission preferred. And so they end up saying, "Well, sorry, we don't have that." But uh, here's a Chrysler S3. Mm. Ooh, oh my! Uh, <laughs> see, I didn't Please. need that three hundred dollar t- speeding ticket, but it was a lot of fun. Please, people, nice. save the manual gearbox. Uh, my pick is Sebastian. Yeah, give us some monkey business here. Yeah, okay. Yes, please. I, I hesitated to pick this because you can't buy it. This is a limited run games release of the Monkey Island anthology. So it's everything Monkey Island, all five of the games, the four original games, and then the, the newer Tales game. And then a bunch of, of really interesting extras. They They had an initial mock-up of what it was going to include. It changed over time. Originally, this was going to be put on sale on October 30th of... 2020 it was revised the price went up a little bit and then it was actually put up on sale on december 4th of last year uh my my wife actually bought this for me 
And then it's like, well, we got it, but it was, you know, another year later. It just showed up like two days ago on the front step. UPS dropped this off. So about 14 months after it was announced, I got the uh, Limited Run Games Monkey Island Anthology box, which has like statues and a book and a shadow box and all the games on DVD-ROM and USB thumb drive, and it even includes a Disc 22. Now, I've not actually... It's a real floppy. I haven't put it in anything to see if there's anything on it. Could just be a blank floppy, but... Oh, and and an autograph from Ron Gilbert, the designer of the game. I was very impressed with the code wheels. They've actually reproduced the original code wheels. They just mentioned that in the YouTube chat about the code wheel. Yeah, I was like, well, I cannot believe they actually, and it's they're they're riveted in the middle, and the colors are correct, and it's just I I I did an unboxing of this, and I compared it to my original copy of The Secret of Monkey Island, and it's pretty incredible how faithful they were. And you get a nice print of each uh, game cover, so I can put those in like I think it's an eight by ten size. I can frame those and put them behind me, but I have. I actually have the box here. Wow. Impressive. I I packaged it all back up after I did the unboxing. Yeah, I mean, it's open, so it's worthless now. No. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Because this is out of print. There were 7,000 made, and of course it's sold out. Oh, wow. Run games. Uh, what are they running on YouTube now? On eBay? Or um, Yeah, eBay, sorry. Uh, yeah. Between four and 500. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, don't sell. Ah, you keep yours. Not bad. Keep it. So yeah, it was one seventy four ninety nine when my wife bought it for me. Yeah. That's a bit was... better than a Beanie Baby or an NFT. <laughs> yeah, Can I have the <laughs> NFT of this. <laughs> Stedman in the uh, the YouTube chat. I ripped mine apart to photocopy. Yes, yes photocopy. that's the thing. If you if you see them on eBay and they have like a, a paper like a, one of those paper clip things holding them together. Those are the ones that got taken apart to be photocopied so you could give out... Because back then, the, the copy protection was the code wheel. Ah, so... Yeah, I remember stuff like that. Yeah, they, they were... I, I mean, so much better than the Bard's Tale remake oh, that they made you go. redo the damn <laughs> thing. Oh, no, you have to print this out on your own and then, uh, you know, get a, a thing in the middle. And surprise, it doesn't work out quite as well as it does when they're professionally made. Yeah. But, hey, still, code wheel. I mean, I, nice I, to see you had it within arm's reach. I have the original game here from when I was doing the unboxing. And this comes with, of course, the code wheel. That's how they did the copy protection. It's the Dial a Pirate wheel. There. So much better. And as you can see, it's got a, a rivet in it holding it together. So you would you would match up the head. Like, say it was an eye patch with a skull at the bottom. Like this guy. And then yep. it would ask you something about a date from nebraska and if if it was lined up like that like oh now the answer is you know 1500 and whatever like that's it would be just sort of randomly generated so you couldn't you know write it down yeah so you'd have to take this apart copy it and create your own anyway very so the colors on the on the new one was was faithful to your original. Yeah, everything is very very close. The the dial a pirate wheel was the exact correct size, and I was I didn't even realize this. It came with the wheel from the first and second game, so it's 
more complete than I thought it was. It even has a ask me about loom button, which I appreciated. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's my Halloween costume. That was a great year. game. That's our show. Thanks yep. for listening and or watching. We will see you guys next year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Oh, you know, you're, you're zoomed in right, right now just to you. Oh, crap. All right, let's redo the end. Oh, it's Sorry. perfect. I forgot, no, the, that was perfect. I forgot to hit the button. That's our show. Thanks for listening and or watching. Um, happy holidays. We will talk to happy you guys holidays. next year. <laughs> <laughs>